KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live from Surprise Stadium in Surprise, Arizona for Texas Rangers spring training. And, Corey, I feel like maybe you're digging it the most. Yeah, I mean, I love being out here. I always love this trip a lot. But Mike just informed us moments ago that Josh Young will be up here at some point. We'll be able to talk to the Texas Rangers third base. We don't know exactly what Will time. we make reference to the fact that we tried to have him on earlier? And it Absolutely. Didn't work. We, okay. we should get Bochi tomorrow, by the way. What is right. happening, Mike? Look at you yeah. dominating his bullpens. This is great. I love it. I tell you what, it was <laughs> fun going back to the backfields. I saw Ray Davis over there with Chris Young watching bullpens. And, um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I really thought there was going to be like a, just a little bit more there, but you didn't try and high five Ray or anything, Mike. I mean, he was in a golf cart over to the side, but so you said let's go swing the sticks together later. Yeah, me and Ray going to hang out. <laughs> that, I mean, that would be pretty incredible, I'm sure. All right, so you, I'll be like, do you have enough money for the refill of the chips and salsa? <laughs> <laughs> Poor amigos. They need to change the front the of their menu. My food was fantastic. Man. I had carnitas. It was amazing. And Eric and had that cauldron of meat oh. that looked really impressive. We're thinking about taking Kevin for his first ever in and out burger here. There's a new in and out really close to the stadium. And meat and cheese. I know yeah. that you're a meat and cheese man. But, yeah, we, we might want to video record your first ever in and out burger and then see what you think. I think we do that, and then immediately after that, we go to Sonic and get a corn dog so you can eat it oh, your way. Oh, yeah. Because Sonic, mm. good. Those are the people bringing you our coverage of spring training. So that's a good point. Are you going to go up to the Sonic and be like, no, oh. y'all are bringing us down. <laughs> Don't do that. You will be asked to leave. But you're going to be like, hey, no, y'all are bringing us a spring training, so why don't you bring me a double cheeseburger? Yeah. And, like, just drive off. I think that is going to be problematic for you. All right. Man, can they sugar up a kid at Sonic. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, let's hey, put nerds hey, in yeah, it. Yeah, slushy with nerds in it. It is great. I'm not going to argue. It is a great. Uh, but, I mean, if you want a kid to jump off the walls. We got it. We got more syrup to add to it, too. Really helping out the cause here, Mike. All right, so. (laughs) Color menu. Cut number six. I'm sure you've seen it or hopefully you heard about it by now. This is Boston and Atlanta's spring training game. And this is kind of, I guess, the new. Normal. Yeah, the new normal for baseball. And so it's bottom of the ninth, tie game, bases loaded, full count. And then this is what happens. Could have run them up easily. Uh-oh. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow! This is mayhem! Oh! Automatic strike three called with the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. This is baseball in 2023. All right. So... There's a lot to break down, but obviously the players dealing with it. You heard the announcers. You can hear the fans. At first they go, oh, and then they start booing. Mm-hmm. That- did, did you see the interview afterwards? I didn't. Okay, so what happened is Snitker, if I'm saying his last name right, Brian Snitker, he is the manager of the Braves, and they were the ones that got called out there. Their hitter did got the automatic strike three right there, as he said, you know what, we might use what they might have accidentally did for Boston. The catcher was not set. The catcher's standing up. 
So the hitter's like, I got time. The catcher's not ready. He's just standing up hitting his computer buttons. So the hitter's thinking, well, I've got time because they say be ready, but the catcher's not ready to catch. So it was like a deke of the hitter thinking, like, I'm going to get when the when the catcher squats, I'll be ready. Like, he can't throw until the catcher gets ready, right? And so uh, the manager of the Braves is like, hey, man, that might be a ploy where you can deke a hitter into thinking you still have time because the catcher's not ready either. And, and there's no rule about the catcher squatting. So I just – you saw it already in a high-leverage situation. The discussion was going to be mayhem. You know what I noticed when we got here is there is already pro-MLB or pro-rule change. Propaganda. It is, yeah. yeah, there's a sheet in here. <laughs> MLB's new rules in 2023. A quicker, what fans said that they want, a quicker game played with better pace. More actions, such as stolen base attempts, doubles, triples, and great defensive plays. And it, it just goes on and on and on and on. And then at the bottom of the sheet, eight th it works. 8,000-plus games of Major League, or excuse me, minor. minor League Baseball has been doing this since 2019. With great results, average game length has decreased by 25 minutes. Increase in action included higher batting average and fewer strikeouts and walks. So... This they're like these feel like talking points for us. Small sample size. Spring training games so far. There's only been for most teams, there's only been two. For the Rangers, there's been three. Is you are seeing right now a twenty-three minute uh wow takeoff of games so far in spring training. They're only comparing spring training games last year to spring training games this year. But that's and, a remarkable yes. drop. Yes, and most games now are averaging about two hours and 38 minutes. I'm going off of what I saw this morning from Jeff Passan. Is, uh, it's a 23-minute decline in spring training games, and the only games that have been so far three hours or more, there's been a few, is there's been over 14 runs scored in those games. So you, you're going to have – if it's going to be a three-hour game or longer, it looks like it's going to be a high-inning outcome. The other thing, too, is they can't adjust these things. Because we don't want to see. I think all fans do not want to see. If the Rangers were up with the bases loaded on a 3-2 count, we don't want to see the game end or go into extra innings because of a time delay. Sure. So there can be an adjustment uh, months into the major leagues where they might say, look, we've had too many instances where it's been ball four or strike three in the bottom of the ninth inning. They might take the clock out in the ninth inning. If you've gotten to the point where you're at two and a half hours and you're in the ninth inning, maybe we take the clock out of play in the ninth inning. I'm not saying that's going to happen anytime soon, but they can make minor adjustments here if the fans say, hey, we love the pace of play. We don't love games being decided in the last inning off yeah. of a, a, a clock. And how, yeah. how much of that, fellas, do you think is just this is new to everybody and they have some acclimation time is necessary? Because that's, that's right. the way that I viewed it. I completely agree with you, Reggie. Like, it's like, hey, something new just happened and it decided a game in spring training. But it decided something. And so now we have to, hold on, is that good or bad? And not knowing what the outcome was going to be originally before you put these rules in place, you're kind of like, okay, hold on, now we actually got to see it happen, and you go, okay, did I like that or not? Right. And so I do think that there will – Or a fake steal, like the dude stepped off twice, and you fake steal home, 
you, he was never trying to pick off the guy at third, and he's already stepped off to pick it first, first and third, and then like step off, and then the guy sprints back. You're like, yeah, we won the game, mm-hmm. and it's because it's a balk because yeah. the guy stepped off and didn't get the anybody third, out. Yeah. On like these things are going to happen, not regularly, but then we have to look at it and go. Do we want this late in a game? Because I do love this. I'm going to be honest, and I know most of my former players, MLB alumni, aren't going to like me saying this. I love the pitch clock. I love getting in the box and being ready to hit. But we might get to a point in the ninth inning where we have to go, listen, we've knocked off 20 minutes of this game. Maybe let's not decide the final outcome being a balk or being a time delay situation. That is an interesting evolution that I think you're probably right about that. And Corey and Reggie, there's a couple of Rangers that have already spoken out about this. And the adjustment period is Marcus Simeon said, I had my first at bat and I asked some of the guys in the dugout, when the pitcher was starting, just so I knew how that eight seconds felt. And that honestly That's is interesting. Yeah, as much as working on your timing, they usually mean your timing at the plate. But now it's your timing like literally at the plate, so you make sure you don't miss out or get a strike called or anything yeah. like that. It's like now you put something in the microwave for thirty seconds, you know how far away you can get from the microwave before you have to get back. Man, and it's it's amazing how quickly that falls into and when you're doing that every single pitch four times a game mm-hmm. or whatever the case might be. I bet players become acclimated really quickly, and this is a good sign, at least for the Rangers. Adolis Garcia said, I felt good. This was yesterday. I did not I didn't I didn't like feel rushed. It's different, but I've got time. So that's a good thing. If you're starting and you're already thinking, all right, I think I can get this time down. I think I can get into the groove. That's a great sign for baseball. Can I ask you guys this question? Because I do think you guys are baseball fans, but get yes. frustrated with the time of game. I do too, and I I'm do, and I'm yeah. at the game. But I, I let me ask you, how many more Ranger games will you be into if the ninth inning is starting at nine thirty-five? I, I honestly, instead I, of ten, yeah, fifteen. I do really think that helps I'm a lot. Around for sure be, because. I, it might be different for, like, maybe Stars and Mavericks fans feel different just because you have half the inventory. And then, obviously, you feel different for Cowboys games. But how many days on, like, so let's just say it's Wednesday during the regular season. Do you have your bedtime that you almost feel like, I got to get to bed tonight at 10 o'clock, yeah. no, matter, no matter what happens. And you're not to the ninth inning yet. Exactly. And Especially if you, during school year. Yeah, and if you're, in the, if you're in the middle of, yeah. let's just say May, you're like, okay, so we're at game, you know, what are we, 35? This is not the end of the world, and I'm just going to have to go to sleep. I think I'm. my son is just in love with baseball right now. He's, like, Which is so great. excited about it, and he's like, I can't wait. I want to go to as many Nathan Evaldi. It's weird, you know, who he picks. But I, Evaldi, I yeah. want to go to as many Evaldi games. I really liked him with Boston. I'm so happy he's with the Texas Rangers. He's like, Dad, when you're doing Nathan Evaldi games at the ballpark, can I go to all of them? And I'm like, as long as – and I might feel like this at times. Now, he's getting older with, with bedtime and everything. But sometimes I feel like, man, I'm not getting home till 11.45 after I'm done with the postgame show. That's getting close to midnight. That kind of ruins his day the next day with sleep. But if I'm getting home now at 11 p.m., I know that's different for me because I'm having to stay and do a 45-minute postgame show. But I feel more comfortable taking him to the games if I'm leaving the ballpark at 10.30 instead of leaving the ballpark at 11.15. And maybe for some fans, because, Corey, you've talked about this in the past, especially with school year, is what about the scenario of, ooh, I have to leave at, or we're going to go to the game, but we leave at 9.15. All right, now instead of 9.15 being the fifth inning, yeah, yeah, maybe by this point you're in the bottom of the eighth. 
and it's three to two, and you you're might like, stick it out. Yeah, exactly. And so I kind of wonder about some of the attendance spots, and I know that drives people crazy. They're like, you shouldn't leave the game early. Like, I'm not here to dis- like litigate that at the moment. I just think it could make a difference for some people, especially for your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. Can I also alter that question? Because you're talking about the end of the game, but how many times do you put a game on TV and it's just kind of background noise or like something that's happening? I wonder if that pace of play with less gaps or less big gaps between action will keep people involved like i mean we obviously work in radio and we have these things where we talk about like uh quarter hours and like kind of that time spent listening i wonder if that time spent viewing like actively viewing goes up also in the middle of the game just because of like more pace of play in the middle of it that's that's interesting because i always said like soccer is wallpaper hanging uh material for me i can go do something and have a soccer match on and be like oh something happened and in baseball it has gotten that way where there are times where i'm like I can do other things instead of actively being involved in this match, and in this game. I think that's a great point, too, because, like, let's say you're like, I, I want to watch every Jacob DeGrom-Mike Trout battle. And so now you know, hey, I don't need to box out X amount of time or I don't need to pause it on the DVR and fast forward to catch up and everything. You can watch it in real time with, yeah. like, relative lack of agitation. I know we're out of time, but the other thing, too, is they showed, like, five highlights of um, Matt Olson and some other guys hitting ground balls to the right side for base hits. And that is also more of a watching experience, too. They had the second baseman diving for balls to the left side or to his left side, to his glove side, because he's not playing in the outfield. He's having to try to make a great diving play. And, like, look, now you're seeing second baseman once again dive for ground balls, which was almost impossible to see in the last five years of baseball. And we also start paying more attention when there's guys on base. If it is background noise, you hear – First and second with one out. You're like, well, let me watch this. Something could happen here. Runs could be scored here. And so that's what they're hoping to is more base runners are on to kind of get your eyes away from the computer and maybe onto the TV screen. I think Marcus Simeon said this for a very specific reason, talking about the shift. He said, it feels like baseball. There you go. And I do not think that was just a... Oh, yeah, we're playing the game. It felt like, yeah. Well, every great sport, Kevin, has had to answer 2 o'clock, and now baseball also has huh. to answer 2 o'clock, like all the other great sports. Okay. I hadn't really thought about that, but hold are. on. So now baseball is going to be great because yeah. there's a clock involved? We made baseball great uh, Dope. Recently. Be careful.